Hi there! I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Welcome, everyone. We are at week two of Twagust. I cannot believe that we're already two weeks in. This seems like a fever dream. And I actually had a fever. If you'll remember during the first week, I had an actual fever. And that felt more coherent than where I'm at right now. It's truly <laughs> baffling. And you can hear our guests tittering in the background because they, I think they know that they've seen the torment on my face as we've gotten ready to record and my just how I am vibrating with energy to get all of this out of my head and what special guests they are. They are from Radio Free Multiverse on Twitch. I have Forrest and Emily here. Emily, who I got to know doing trivia. Hello, hello. Welcome to Missy Information's homeschool. Here in my home, you're about to get schooled. It's going to be so much fun. I await my education in the world of Twilight. Oh, yes. Now, we've established that, uh, talking earlier, Forrest does not know the movies or the books. He knows what pop culture osmosis he has, similar to me where I was. Uh, Now, a a concept that my uh, friend and previous guest um, on the the recap, Adam Bielgard, introduced. Did you, Forrest, have a negative interest in Twilight? Or did you just have no interest? It was definitely negative... And negative in ways that, you know, one looks back on and goes, man, the internet, internet sure hated anything a girl's liked, huh? The question that Alice put forward when she introduced this to me all stemmed from the fact that I had only seen Robert Patterson in one film that I knew of, the Harry Potter film. Oh, yes. Uh, I, if he wasn't anything else, he wasn't memorable enough for me to know Mm-hmm. Um, so before I decided to watch the Batman, this is an attempt for me to see where it started mm. to maybe see if I can unlock the question of why Bobby Pats. But the problem is, I am so lost in this Edward Bella dynamic. Bobby Pats, Bopa is he's dissolved, he has faded grayer than the makeup they've slathered on his face (laughs) the color of his personality is gone it's it's i i don't know it now emily you read the books before it was cool the first one i read the first one it had a very dynamic cover if Mm. people remember it's just hands holding an apple it's like the state farm hands with an apple Bright red apple, very small hands. I read it because I just read it. I found it, I saw it on the thing. Yeah. And I thought, it's wow, my my friend who has a crush on Inuyasha from Inuyasha <laughs> will really like this book. I will get her this one and the second one and never read them again. And uh, then it got really popular. And I was like, why? Oh, interesting. Okay, good. Good, good, good. So yeah. someone who had pure uncut twilight but didn't they didn't buy into it it didn't it didn't hook you 
it was fine. It was written in such a way that like, when I was reading it, um, I felt very engaged in the imagery that that mm. was being put forth. I wasn't okay. like, it just wasn't my bag. I'm not like a romance person and it, mm-hmm. and it was very heavily romance and it just wasn't doing interesting enough things with the characters for me, but it was definitely very evocative. Um, interesting. And I thought it was just kind of fine. Just fine. You know, this, I could see, I could see the average moviegoer going to this movie and thinking, well, that was just fine. You know, it very much, uh, the thing that shocked me the most about at least the first book, because I, I'm also coming to this knowing how all of this ends. So I'm going to give you a spoiler (laughs) here, Forrest. I know the last book ends with, Bella and Edward getting together, having yeah. a child. And then again, I don't want to get into it. It's just it's just five steps too weird, even for me, who's a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. But that Jacob imprints on the daughter when she's just born, and they know, they just know they're gonna be together one day. Yeah. And it's I don't like it, but at the same point, I've also just figured out that Edward is a hundred-year-old, 17-year-old who's yes. still hanging out at high school. And that's yeah. apparently okay. Like, so I, I, I'm being pulled into a world where yeah. my morals mean nothing. No. It's yeah. just I, I can't apply my silly, not supernatural human morals to it because this is love. This is true love. This is destiny. This is. Not a bunch of red flags. No, no, not at all. They're little, those red flags, they're cut out in the shape of hearts. That's why they're so red. Oh, you just didn't see it at the time. It's very romantic um, when you talk to your partner and describe yourself as having the skin of a killer. I, no, not even saying that you're the skin of a killer, saying you're just a killer. Just saying yeah. you have killed. Saying yeah. the word, it's not, it's, it's, he's, yes, he's cold-blooded, but he's also like personality cold-blooded. That's, that has happened in this second week squarely in the second week is Mm. when edward tells bella and tells us that he's not a great guy and and makes numerous attempts to tell bella off and to be like no we shouldn't be doing this this is not a good idea but before we get in the before we get into this i'm going Mm. to for my own sake and forest for you i gotta bring you up in a recap of the recap so this will be a shorter recap of everything we recapped in week one yeah. So I was listening listening to my recap to kind of make sure that I got the top lines and stuff. One of the things we've already introduced and talked about, this is a high school drama. It's a high school yes. romance. We spend a lot of time in the high school. We spend a lot of time in cafeterias. We spend yeah. a lot of time in parking lots. We spend yeah. plenty of time looking at each other yeah. from across rooms and pausing to hold on the moment of them looking at each other and going and, and then coming to the other person looking at them. And then by, lip biting, all sorts of just, it, it's trying, this film is not sexual. It is trying to be heavy sensual. Like, mm. I don't know if I've seen, I've heard, you've heard of heavy petting. This is like light petting, I guess, is maybe the base that we're getting <laughs> on. Like, yeah, yeah. it's sense. just, yeah. it's a teasing. It, it, it is yeah. meant to, I I assume based on the market, make women horny like it's attempt to get you know you wouldn't be 
making this romance without trying to tease something, some sort of awakening. And this, this is the tale of a woman who is learning about herself, what she wants in a relationship, what she desires in her life. She's also in a new location. New kid in school. Yeah. A lot of classroom, will they, won't they? We get in there. They, Bella starts to realize that she's having feelings for him. And that happens when when Edward saves Bella from a van that's about to careen into her. And yeah. he's it's zips. It's Luther moment. It saved the swan. Like, it's literally, yeah. we're saving our main character. So I have buy-in that Edward's a hero. Edward is someone that should be admired because he saved Bella. But and then, see. then when she's in the hospital, this is what we're ending in week one. She's in the hospital mm-hmm. and the doctor is... Edward's dad quotes and this introduction of a vampires in society and all that is being layered in and as we're then getting into this that's when Edward starts pushing Bella away so that's where we're at end of week one some red flags have been planted by Edward himself saying I'm dangerous enough that you probably shouldn't be with me but being vague He's not getting into right. specifics because, you know, you're not going to open with that you're a murderer or a killer, I should say. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I never do. And <laughs> then uh, week two, yes, we are introduced to these other vampires that have killed, now killed a human. They have also killed another human earlier. And apparently a deer also got killed. But that, that... That comes mm. in, you would think that's, okay, these are all just killings of the same vampires. No, no, the killing the play a little bit later on, we'll learn. There's a reason these two things have show have been shown as an example of, of what the vampires can kill. Um, coming back, they, they then decide to go, because it's teens, we have to have a beach scene. When I think yes. Washington, I think beach party. <laughs> Everyone has surfboards and wetsuits, so we're mm-hmm. all going out to boogie. And yes, literally, like it's the gang that she's with, and they all have bands. Wetsuits, and they they all have their own wetsuits. They just have them ready to go. Everyone has a wetsuit. Pacific Beach thing you put on. It is. It's cold. You look at the tide pools. That's what the beach is. They are getting into the water. This is a trip to the water because we have to be connected to the water. And uh, Jacob then comes in, who we've met once before. Come in here gorgeous long hair like mine and he then lays so that nice exposition dump on us we just thought we were going to the beach no we're going to the forest to be led to some exposition wonderful jacob introduces a topic that i'm sure even forrest you are familiar with um that that he says his tribe has descended from wolves now of course this is layered to us as if it is meant to be sort of symbology myth legend it's not it doesn't present it as being literally about wolves but of course we know it is literally about wolves that is what they are um he then also has this counter legend which is the legend of the collins 
And she talks about how the Cullens have been in this area for a while and that there has been constant tension with the tribe and the Cullens and all of this. And it's this layer of white colonialism, but vampires. It's it's that, like, that's kind of where we're at. But, but he just says that they're sort of... Um, oh, the legend, they got cold skin and, you know, dead eyes, there's blood that follows them and stuff. So he's laying the seeds. We then have the concept of a high school drama. Because remember, this is what this is, a high school drama. <laughs> forget the vampires, forget yeah. the werewolves. We don't care about that. We're back at high yeah. school. We're yeah. going to go shopping for homecoming dresses. Prom dresses, I should say. That's how homeschooled I am. I get prom and homecoming mixed up all the time. It's just a dance. Who cares? <laughs> like, literally, who cares? I don't understand why we as society put pressure on these things. Because we have nothing else. Did, nothing did you else have fun I'm going to make a wild assumption that both of you were public school. Did you enjoy your proms? Was this uh, something that, was this truly something that was built up? I didn't go to mine. Okay, so Forrest didn't go to his. You had a very small school as well. Well, I had also left, graduated a little early and missed it for that reason too. You didn't feel it was so life-altering, so life affirming that you must be that you're going to drop everything to come back to your prom because you only get one one scene trauma you're a senior all that nonsense and stuff no of course not i i i don't know why films make this seem like something that matters that much but bella and her gal friends are gonna go uh shopping now why would bella want to come along because she's researching these legends She's Ooh. a smart one because she has because she can Google. So she <laughs> was it Google she or Google's Blink? this? I mean, uh, she um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, um, this 2008 Google, you know, it did it was baby Google, they weren't alphabet, you know, um, collector of all data and all things about uh, to them. No it was just you know, don't be evil, Google, <laughs> look at us, we're fun. Um, she asked.com in that case. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> ask.com pulled back. Jeeves was gone. Um, she wa- she's looking more into this legend. So she goes to, a, she wants to go to a bookstore that's in town. So she tags along, goes with her friends. They're trying on dresses. And she does what I would do, which is mm-hmm. just say everything is fine. The difference is, is that I truly just think everyone looks fine in everything. Like you, you come in with an outfit. I'll be like, oh my gosh, you look fine. You look great. Like, well, do you think it changes? I'm like, no, you still look like you know you, but <laughs> in in those clothes, except for the yeah. other ones, that's that's yeah. just kind of the level of there. Um, but she she just she ditches them. She's like, after the tenth dress, she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go be somewhere not here. Um, and that somewhere not here is the bookstore. So she goes to the mm-hmm. bookstore by herself, gets that. It's only been 15 minutes. I feel like I've been talking for half an hour. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> that's what reading this fucking book Twilight felt does like. that. Yes, I mean, that's big. Like it's in your head. Time vortex. Like, I would spend like a year in the book. I would look up. We're already at school. I don't have to talk to my annoying carpool. I'm like, this, this is fantastic for this purpose. I, too, spend a lot of time in the bookstore in the mall. It's a perfect place to be. It's where I okay. read the satanic verses. So she leaves the bookstore, and then we meet the most evil, heinous, 
villainous group of low lifes that she's come across so far. Oh yeah. College frat boys. Yes. Emily, oh. you're shaking your head. Is this so this part of the book? Is this, this is part the... of the book. This part okay. of the book crystallized a lot of things for me. It was wild getting to college and having shit like that happen to my friends. Yeah. I didn't like it. I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. I mean, I know they're not going to like have anything happen to her, but still yeah, I was like, like, this is the most I'm worked up about something happening. And like, yeah. there's a vampire that's in this, you know, allegedly. Um, so yeah, it, it really was something. And, and speaking of said alleged vampire, who should show up once again to save her? In a fancy Edward, car. in a fancy car. The fanciest. This relationship, this entire relationship is built on trauma. These are yep. two individuals who in their yep. own life have had so much trauma and were in proximity with each other that they became intertwined in an orbit, which who cares how healthy it is? They just are now bound to each other because I understand wanting to be with someone who saved your life twice. Like it gives her a lot of orders right after. Eat this. Eat this specifically. I'm going to order it for you. That like moment reading that line as a child, as a high schooler, I was like, I will never be with a person who speaks to me like that. And I have broken up with people over being like, wow, I can't deal with this. I know. <laughs> this film has covered so much ground and Edward has told us so many things about himself already. I forgot that detail. I forgot that detail that he ordered for her and that too was just like a he just saves her and then turns around it's like ah i know better than you human psychology and you actually need to do this and i'm amazed by you because you weren't like super scared like other girls when being attacked you were brave and ready to fight and i'm like literally every human afab person who i have met would have been ready to fucking fight we know we know that is very true to the characterization of an old white man though so true that's a centurion right there and and to the movie's credit they show bella kneeing one of them in the crotch she did the sandra bullock sing uh and did the g for groin right in there i was proud of her but then again then edward sweeps in which uh, he saved like i'm not blaming him for saving like good job he should do that but then the next move shouldn't be Oh, we're gonna go on a date in front of your two friends. Who? Oh, I'll take you home, Bella. And the two friends are just like, "Ooh, you're with Edward." One of them being Anna Kendrick, um, who I constantly every time she's on screen, I'm like, "Anna Kendrick's in this." Um, <laughs> right. Is that's how much like this thing is overshadowed that no one talks about the fact she's in it? Like it just is such a no. Like oh no, this is the. This is the the Edward and Bella and Jacob show. I mean, beside the fact that so far Jacob has appeared twice in this first hour, which that's the other thing that surprised me. I, I thought this was a right away love triangle, like from the gun, like we were gonna have that sort of tension. And so far she's not displayed any interest in Jacob at that way at all. Like he's a good friend from back when, 
And that's the context of who he is. So mm. if, and so I here's what I'm saying. When I heard there was a triangle in the next books and oh. flabbergasted when I heard okay. about the third book, the third book made me like really dig in like, all right, okay. friend, you need to tell me point by point what happened because that's bad shit. But I was like, wait, with whom? So you Why? have provided me with one piece of context that I'll now know that, that Jacob is not going to come back. I keep wanting Team Jacob to come back. I keep being like, that's going to be my saving grace. I now they have to... They might have <sighs> put him more in because they knew that they were marketing based I on mean, that. Maybe. I guess I don't know like, when the movies came out relative to when the books were out. I, I'm purposely after, not after looking after up stuff. Be, okay. Because I needed, yeah. I, I didn't want to, uh, I wanted to come in as fresh as possible to kind of let the movie speak mm -hmm. for itself, knowing what I already knew about the source material, which yeah. realizing now isn't actually that much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. At least for the first book. I, I just had the context of probably about getting to book three. So I've been applying mm -hmm. some of that knowledge and expecting like, I'm waiting for say like, Michael Sheen as the right. you know the vampire overlord mm. and probably it's not going to come you know and like so I'm not looking at the cast I'm not expecting it. I'm I'm letting myself enjoy it but at the same point it is setting myself up for some disappointment when it is just like oh this is all this movie is it's just so far the first hour has been this yeah. um that's how I felt at the end of the book mm. I'm like yeah. that's all this has been like we've introduced interesting things i'm ready to hear more lore i'm ready to get into the vampire rules i'm ready to get into yeah. magic like if i saw a guy go super fast to save me from anything yes i am always going to be thinking about that person because he yes. just displayed a supernatural he power Oh, right after that, he then gaslit me and told me, no, I didn't do that. No, that didn't happen. No, you didn't he see like that. He's like Superman, but he's Superman. But that's why it's her it, Lex Luthor moment. I get that. I get him being like, I must like hide my powers. Sure. Yeah. I would be, and I get her being like, I need to know everything about these superpowers. Oh, yeah. But then it became a love story. And I was like, can we back up to the superpowers mm -hmm. that now exist in your world? Yeah. Now, like, Forrest. Yes. This might be a leading question. Do you think the word vampire has been said anywhere up to this 45 minute mark? I don't. I would guess no. But I did just remember, I think, a set piece that's coming later in this movie that I'm not going to say because I'm very excited for you to reaction when it happens. Now, I can tell you it hasn't been said yet. I don't think because, so, yeah. No, because we're about, to, we're about to get there. I just realized there's a whole nother beat, which is on their way back from the dinner date where she's gotten the material to research. They have to stop on the way home because it's bring your daughter to work day at the police office. So they got all the police cars outside ready for her and Edward to pull right on up. And who's there, Dr. Daddy, whatever relationship to Edward is there too. And they're coming out because they've established that, oh, we've had another one of those looks like gruesome animal attacks on uh, it was first the security guard and now it was a fisherman who was calling for his buddy earl but if you have a buddy named earl he's not showing up he's earls don't aren't there in your time of need well r.i.p and been called so earl. like how oscar shows up yes at the end of the oh oscar. if this movie was called earl this would have made two billion dollars on the first night yes. oh there would have been earl Earl 12 by now. We would have had well, JK so Rowling fun. level bullshit of extended films, like fantastic Twilights and where to find them. And it's, but it's the Earl sagas, you know, <laughs> son of Earl, like well, Bride of Earl. On the, My name is Earl. 
mm-hmm. attention that was around that. And same exactly, time. people people would get tricked, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's oh, yeah. it's finally they're gonna wrap up," and they're like, "Is there a list gonna show up here at any point?" I don't. I haven't seen a single list in here. You got a lot of vampires and werewolves, but I don't remember Earl having those. But who knows? Um, so she goes in, learns about the murder, and and this again. Before the word vampire has been said, I'm already picking up on the fact that the vampires are ingrained in society and setting out this conspiracy, laying seeds to track or cover the tracks of their murders by saying mm. it was animals. Ergo, that it's the wolves, it's the werewolves. Like they're already <gasps> setting they're up. They're relying that... on structural racism to protect. Yes, themselves. no, it's that. It's like that's the thing oh. is that. I just realized that they're like, and again, I might be, this might be me reading. I don't reading think you're reading into it, it at all. But I I, that's, that, that's that was my interpretation. But also when you're watching this four minutes a day, this is the amount of brain yeah. processing power you have to think about this. I have yeah. time to stop and think about, well, now why is the vampire involved? So clearly they're in society, but they're hiding their vampirism because I haven't heard the word. No one has said it. I've heard that when it gets stormy, the Cullens leave town. Or no, when it's not stormy, yeah. the Cullens leave town. Uh, why? Which I learned, uh, I'll throw this fact out because it's very interesting again, that the fact that light shining on vampires, uh, hurting them coming from Nosferatu, the film, that wasn't mm. in vampire lore until that point. And I'm mm. like, oh, well, neat. Um, yeah, otherwise you couldn't accuse Jews of being vampires because they oh, just Wait, out oh, wait, is that what that was? I was literally thinking to myself earlier, what what was vampirism meant to like it, reflect in mythology and society? Oh, I hope that's oh. You know, they would accuse a lot of different people of being a lot of different things. Basically, if oh, you were yeah. a minority in medieval Europe, in, oh, in human Lord. things, like there are some, there are some progenitors to the myth itself, and ways in which more specific of the myth of vampires. Vampires were a very big interest of mine as a small child. Interesting, because this I is my I, I, no, that's good. No, this is good okay. because you'll be able to help tell me the ways this breaks from it because we're about to get into mm-hmm. that vampire lord. Yeah. So she gets mm-hmm. home. Yeah. She does her uh, googling. She's she goes to askcolumbo.com and he says he gives her one more thing and it's a website on myths throughout history and she starts in the Pacific Northwest because that's where she is and it yeah. talks about these creatures and then we get this beautiful like Da Vinci Code montage where we're just showed all the things, all the papers, all the websites she's going mm. to, but we're only getting little snippets of it and then a word highlighted. Things like cold-blooded, blood drinkers, avoid sunlight. And then my favorite is this for the word vampire. Like, oh, okay. You could have just opened and closed with that. We didn't need all these other things. Like, oh, okay. This is where this is headed. Like, we all knew. Like, this is- in the, does the sum it up pretty well. Minute 51. Minute 51 is when vampirism is first invocated in this film that is about vampires, that we know is about it. As you just pointed out, third book was already out. Everyone knew. What person is going in with this twist where they're like, whoa, dude, oh my God. Oh, that's why he could go so fast. Oh man. Bro, well, I thought he was a Jedi. 
it uh, that person i am glad that they had that reveal because i did I've been waiting, pining for us to get to the lore because I was trying to hold on to anything in this because mm-hmm. I didn't want another high school drama in a bad one. This is a, if high school dramas, this is a yeah. bad one because you're showing our leads having anti-chemistry that revolves around her finding out he's a vampire. And then mm-hmm. where do we cut back to? We're back at school. It's a high school drama. And we're looking at each other across parking lots. And there's eye contact. And Bella looks at Edward and Edward looks at Bella. And then she sees him. She's going to go right up to him. And she's going to tell him what she knows, that he's a vampire. And she crosses that parking lot and walks right on past him. Oh, no. Cold shoulder, cold-blooded person. Walks to the woods, which is when I find out someone's a vampire, the first place I go is alone in the woods. That's where I would lead them. Makes sense because, you know, nothing bad can happen in the woods by yourself. You might discover someone's pornography, I've been told, and that's it. That's the only (laughs) thing that happens in woods. Edward follows her, of course. Mm -hmm. And this has been the last... We've had now, I've lived in the past couple days in this land, in in Edward Exposition, where we're learning finally, again, approaching only the halfway point, his history, which is that he knows he shouldn't be with her because mm-hmm. deep down, he knows he wants her blood. But he's an, an animal killer. That's how he gets it. So he's a moral vampire in that regard. And so he's not going to bite her and drink all her blood. Even though deep down, deep down in his heart of hearts, oh, he wants that blood. He (laughs) wants that blood. Oh, he wants to suck it out of her. You know. (laughs) And her response is, Forrest, what do you think her response is? What would you say if someone told you that? I would say, I think you wanting to murder me. Yeah. Un- Bit of a red flag. Yeah. I mean, he says as much. Yeah. I don't think she'll no. say it. Just no, of course not. what I picked up. But... I wouldn't. No. But I'm a she ass. says these three <laughs> words, which beforehand has changed. So beforehand, I'm watching this movie where a villain, a okay. 100-year-old, 17-year-old, is seducing a high schooler who doesn't know what she wants, who just is in a new place, who yeah. is clearly suffering from emotional trauma of her parents being separated and having yeah. to, and to be in this new I... place, who you do save, you know. So okay, right. you have you have that in. That's a good way good to on him that's, for saving. That's a pretty suave meet cute, you know, if you're gonna mm-hmm. have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her response to all of this is the very natural, rational response that a human being would give, which is, I don't care. What? Yeah. That... She says three words, I don't care. Startling. And now, I... I can't... Well, now it's like, well, you've taken away my agency... To be mm-hmm. mad at this abuser. Well, no, I'm still mad at this abuser. But in the oh, sense yeah. of, well, now you have made this consensual. Right. You yeah. have 
several times over, she continually says that it's consensual, including, oh, this is a romance line. If you want some hot, try this on your partner. Look at them in the eyes and being like, mm, it's like a lion falling in love with yep. the lamb. Yep. And Bella yeah. turns and says, what a stupid lamb. What? What? She calls herself stupid in this scenario. She's admitting what? she is being irrational. And sure, I guess love can be irrational, but this- It would this... be easy to explain. It would be easy if she was like, what a stupid lamb, but I am being faced. I believed that I was living in a mundane world and I yeah. have just yeah. been shown that there's magic. Mm -hmm. But she, that's not the reason why she's ultimately no. there. No, 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 she's no, no, not no. investigating she's, that. She's like that so unfazed sense. by it so far. She's just like so in love with Edward. She's like, okay, you're a vampire. I'm I'm in. I'll buy into that. No, that's fine. Let's do Tell this. Me I, no more. And she goes, so at this point, honestly, the exposition dump is a little muddly. So this is not going to be chronological. This is going to be a more of emotional now recap as we barrel towards the end of this. Because he then goes into how he became a vampire, which I introduced the word consent earlier purposefully. Because there's this weird implication that we're having to deal with about how vampirism itself might not be a consensual act. Because... No, the dot. So Edward got his vampirism yeah. when he was about to die from yeah. the Spanish flu. Mm. And here's the thing: is I also didn't know, and and, and I, this only came to me as I was thinking about it earlier. Is the doctor that bit him this doctor I've been seeing that he's calling his dad? Yes. Is this the same person? Because the shot of the person biting his neck is a close up, uh, so I didn't get a good look at him. And I don't know, I'm also talking over the film, you know, so I'm taking information in and then spewing stuff out as I go. So I might have talked over that exposition. Emily, is this something that you know? You, yes. You're, you can please tell me I'm a lot, I'm giving myself yes. some nuggets of information. That is the doctor. It is him. That is, I that don't is know what how. to every member of his family. Yes, that and was the pipe. But I, gosh. I'm not oh. sure how consent, I do not remember I truly don't remember if there was a time at which, if it was explained that before he did this for them, he asked or he saw in them like, hey, like, I think you'd make a good vampire if that's something you would want. And they're like, yeah, bro. Like, or if it was something that like he felt compelled to do, as is common in vampire literature, it's a very Anne Rice thing of like, this person is about to die and I've given them the gift of vampirism, but is this a gift if they had no consent in the situation? Yes. Um, Novel approach to the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much true. It's it's pretty staggering then, yeah. the implication. And the, well, and the reason that we know this is because when Bella and him... Oh, after they literally lay down in a field of flowers, oh my god, and stare into each other's eyes more. Like, I've done some pretty successful eye-banging in my time, but these two, they've become thousand-hour experts, like, already. My god. The audience can't see it. Forrest just give a very good eye contact to Emily right there. It, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, Truly, you you got you got the job, kid. You're on the picture. Yes. The kid stays in the picture. That eye contact made. 
um, I need someone to eye bang like that. Ah, oh, no one's eye banged in this studio like this in days. Used to be able every kid in here on the resume that eye bang, eye bang, eye bang. I was sick of eye bangers. Now you can't find them. It's a lost art. Everyone's all naturalistic. Everyone's all method. Give me eye bang. Mm. classically trained mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this movie provides it in ab abundance yeah. i mean if and that's where a, a layer of this film that we talked about earlier there's no sexuality it's sensuality and i just wonder if that's the it's the restraint it's the fact mm -hmm. that they're not just snogging on each other as we say in harry yeah. potter them that they're that they are just looking and it's us seeing them react to each other's thoughts so we're filling in what they're thinking and yeah, so we're being able to build it and it's that mind palace kind of energy Ooh. of yeah. i'm getting turned on by my own thoughts right now because they're not showing me it so my mind my little my little teenage mm. hormone driven mind mm. or my mm. currently 32 year old hormone driven mind <laughs> can think about it and it is just that i wonder if it's just that because it's chock full of it but the yeah. humor the sexuality it's all tepid it's all so mm. like it's mm. mormon it's mormon the writer's mormon the writer's my friend mormon. adam brought that up too and i almost was like can you say that but the more i think about it, it it's true no i think that is just layered in i think yeah. that is implicit now oh yeah it's it a lot of the fashion that is described in the books i couldn't tell you because i'm not like i didn't just like long denim skirts being a trap like weird weird stuff but yeah no she is mormon and in the book like there is a very specific like it's almost as if there is a curse that they cannot touch like each other. Like that's sort of the, the feel that you get. I've had it described to me when I asked psychologists as a young person, because this is what I did in therapy. Be like, why do people like Twilight? And, and one of my therapists was like, it, it's kind of a nice daydream for someone who is too young to mm -hmm. actually want to start being involved in sexuality and explore that. But, you know, is in their pubescence and starting to think in the idea of having some strong protector who can't violate any boundaries that you, you know, just aren't sure about yet because you're a child, you know, yeah. like that, that yeah. that's an attractive fantasy to have. And like, sure, like, I don't shame anyone for that fantasy, but it's, um, it's a lot. The book adds a lot of other layers to it and just completely sidesteps the whole, like, we were living in a mundane world and now there are vampires. Are there witches? Are there werewolves? Like, that's my first mm -hmm, question. My mm -hmm. first question is what other beings exist? And he'd yeah. be like, werewolves. And I'd be like, sweet. Let's investigate this. But how big of a monster mash are we talking? Having been spoiled by the comedy bang bang Dalton Wilcox extended universe of monsters <laughs> and legends, yeah. I'm waiting for someone to show up and yeah, just shoot every one of these. I'm going to find out there's a vampire, they get shot, a werewolf, they get shot. Sure, <laughs> throw throw some Frankenstein's Frankenstein's, in there. yeah. Let's yeah, just people. I'm but I'm realizing this isn't true blood. This is not the world we're in. What came first? The high school drama, and then she thought, mm, what splash do I need in this vampires? Or was it, I love vampires, and I'm now going to filter this through my prism. There's this nothing film, about vampires. Yeah. 
she makes up everything. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with any of the previous lore that has been established or the history of the idea of the vampire. She really doesn't touch on any of that folklore, etc., which is fine. It's a perfectly reasonable thing to do with a fictional creature. But yeah, no, she just pulls it all out of nowhere. She just takes like the idea of a vampire and is like, well, what if I, you know, put that through my own creativity? And that's fine. It's fine to be like, a vampire can't go out in the sun. Well, why? Like, maybe I'll come up with a different reason for how these beings exist. You know, Underworld did it. But then she also tries to act like she's being all folklore with, but only with indigenous people, like only with their myths and stuff. And it's like, you can say that about a vampire, like a creature that has no association right. with any real human peoples that exist and never has. But when you start taking an actual group of people and, and say that this actual group of people are werewolves yes. and, that we're gonna and make it up whole folklore. cloth too, and it's not actually any folklore that they've had. And she use just that decided that they were werewolves. vampires too, because she's like, look, it's in the folklore, but it's this made up folklore that I've assigned to a real life group of humans mm-hmm. who yeah. live in a place. And then not giving them like financial benefits from the book sales or anything either. But that's a whole other, that's yeah. a whole can of worms. Yeah. yeah. As you just mentioned in terms of changing vampire lore, of course, the biggest thing that I think a lot of people heard from this was shimmer glimmer mm. get in the sun when that cgi hits because i i go over time mm. in an episode because i need to see it it is some of the worst cgi if you are going to commit to making this change in the lore you gotta do it well you can't just slap on like a photoshop filter on his abs which why is he showing me his abs why are we in a forest and you're showing me your abs? You could have just done this on the face. Like your face glimmers as much as your stupid fucking six pack does. God, making me feel insecure about myself because I can glimmer in the sun, but I don't have a six pack. Right. Yeah. It's so unfair. And then the very moisturizers became kind of popular in the next couple years. (gasps) Oh no. Is that why? I don't know, but it's something I noticed at the time and Uh. I was fascinated. Would not shock me at all Mm -mm. that they were just like, do it. Glitter. Bam. It's in. It's in. Everyone trying to to see. Let's just see who we can get. Who thinks this actually looks attractive. Um, (laughs) Of course, as a... I say as a drag queen who has to put glimmer on my face. And so, <laughs> of course, it makes you look attractive. You should layer it on thick. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, the other thing that we can sort of bookend my journey here as we go into mm-hmm. the second half, because this has become all about Bella and Edward's relationship, uh, so far removed from, from the light of Bobby Pat, except for when he's in the light now, is that she then tells us explicitly, I know I'm going to be with him. I know that we're destined together. And and basically from that moment on, I never stopped thinking about him or something like that. So I, mm-hmm. I, again, I am now entering the second half of this film with two people making terrible decisions. And it all started terribly. It, it didn't start 
good and then end up bad. It's the, the best moment was that brief moment where his hand was in front of the car is yeah. the healthiest relationship they've had. Yeah. If that had been the moment and we'd walked away, I would have been like, wow, what a, wow. You know what? What a hero. He did that. He, he did. You go, you go guy. You just saved us all today. Everything after that, every red flag he put down and every red flag she gathered up, didn't ignore. She gathered them up, put them in a pile, lit the pile on fire and dove headfirst in and said, this is okay. What's happening. This is, this is, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. Your quote about Bella having the, I know I'm going to be with him. I'm destined to be with him. It makes me wonder about the metaphysics of this world. Yeah. And is Twilight an existential horror movie? Oh, 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 it is. Oh, no, it is. No, no, I tell you, I can tell you watching four minutes a day. This is some of the most existential horror that I have seen. It it is. Oh my God. Did, Did they tell us what this movie is already? Because what did they show us early on? Our inciting incident is a car crash. (laughs) And now I'm watching crash after crash. They are just sending the, it's the end of Blues Brothers where we're sending vehicles flying off every four minutes. There's another vehicle crashing and another one and another one. And we're just watching both of them now get hit with cars. Like no one's saving anyone. They're, they're jumping in front of cars at this point. They're going, Oh, another car. Hooray. Oh, I got hit. Oh, how did this happen? Oh my God. I mean, you've told me this is an existential horror when you've introduced the concept of a man who is, Time-wise, a hundred years, oh, true. but yes. stuck in the body of yes. a 17-year-old? Does he have the perpetual hormones of a 17-year-old? Like, I would think so, just based on his characterization. They yeah. do it differently in Anne Rice stuff. Uh, yeah. A child is becomes a vampire and she grows up. Like, she is a, like, she mentally grows up but is in the body of a child. Edward, Edward is dead. Edward is dead. The person who Edward was on that, oh no. I I have been firm. This is not how did this get made. This is not how does it get made. But I'm going to pull a slight nugget from this. (laughs) Do we have dual Jacob's Ladders scenario? In which Edward died of the Spanish flu and Bella died getting hit by a car. And Jacob is the person who is guiding them together so they can cross over. Both of them, him in in, in this form that he has taken to be able to do it. Like it's been retired on a bit of retired bit on a different podcast. Is this a Jacob's Ladder scenario? I mean, that sounds pretty, like, I don't know, Mormon, would, Mormon stuff has a lot of fun with. It's, do Bella, are, it's, do they get married and go to their own planet? Is that what happens in the end of this? A little bit. Um, It would be a much more interesting book if, yeah. if it was Jacob Slatter. 
I mean, I know it's, I know it's not, I can't, it's too good to be true. It always is. It's never, it's been Jacob's Ladder in one, in one case, in Jacob's Ladder. You know, that's oh, the time sure. that it's been it, you know, yes, other yes. than that, it's just, uh, it's just sparkling deaths uh, movies, uh, <laughs> sparkling fever dreams. There, there we go. I am so enjoying the experience of making this podcast narcissistically because it's insights into my own brain and my own thinking <laughs> and it really is just like finding out what i find fascinating and what mm-hmm. i obsess with yeah. things like faces things yeah. like timing things that i don't care about will they won't they mm-hmm. high school apparently um so i've enjoyed that experience but my god i, I truly am living in and in, in a horror film <laughs> which the horror is two people just making terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. I cannot possibly, at this point, possibly predict where this film is going to end. No, I don't no, know. No, I don't can't. know what I know. I don't know what the stopping point is. Like I'm on Mr. Cullen's wild ride, and I I want off, but I don't want off because I know there's going to be a scene where we go to hell at the end. And I'm waiting for that hell scene at the end. There's always one at the end of those Mr. Wild rides. And I feel like I'm already there, but I know I'm not. I know Where's I'm just at, I'm at the me. dark train tunnel where I think it's... this is the end, but it's not yet because we're going mm-hmm. to a right nope. turn. Uh-uh. You're not no. back to Toontown yet. No, there's nope. whole characters that they haven't even introduced. Oh, I know. I just remember Dakota Fanning is in this at some point. Like... I, I'm afraid. Actually, do you want my biggest fear about all of yeah. this is? Of course, yeah. I'm I'm not afraid of, of people not listening. I'm not afraid of people judging me when they do listen. I'm afraid this is going to bleed over and that I'm going to be in here. Okay. New moon. So <laughs> is this September new moon? Or am I gonna be in Eclipse? Oh, am I gonna be in? Oh, I about am I gonna Wait, be in four books? There's four movies. Oh, you're there's, right. There's five movies. Five? Because we're gonna go to November, I guess. Yeah. Breaking November, and then we have breaking December. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. I'm so worried because I think the fact that I've already put this much thought into it means I know where this is going. Yeah. And that I don't, I think I, I think I truly am on, on Mr. Cullen's wild ride. Hang on tight, spider monkey. Four months. Oh. (laughs) No, 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 no. Five months, five months. You're right. Five months. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put some. If I'm doing this, I'm putting a fundraiser out there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make people donate money to torture me with this. I mean, the secret is I'll probably do it anyways. I'm gonna edit that out. Don't edit that out. I. I will do it anyways. But people should be donating for a cause. For like, really, should be celebrating it. You know what? We'll put some links out for every month. I'll put a new uh, oh, yeah. a new charity out there. Yeah, and you sure. know what? You know what? My tw- my my, my twoggy doggies out there. 
I hope that you'll donate to these causes that are important to Missy's heart because Missy's brain doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> the, the only thing that has been written, read only on Missy's brain is people eye banging and red flags. And I guess Anna Kendrick, she's there too. Right? Yeah, she's in it. Uh, Forrest and Emily, I need to draw upon your energy as I go into this. Can you give me any parting words of wisdom or encouragement mm. while I go into mm. this second half of Twagist? Sometimes you are living in the world of the mundane. Right. And then all of a sudden, your Lex Luthor moment happens. You're supposed to die. And something wildly out of this world happens. And it saves you. And you think, wow, now my world is going to be, you know, open to all these new adventures. My world has expanded. I'm on my hero's journey, you know. But then you, you just kind of... You, you don't always have, you know, the hero is the journey we had along the way. Sometimes. You don't have to get all the way around. No. You can stay in a spot for as long as you want. And then you know what you can do? You can jump from that spot as if it is a puddle in your nephew magician's strange grotto into which you can jump into Narnia and many other places. Why um, couldn't this have been a podcast about Narnia? Oh God, I love Narnia. I was Mr. Tumson yes, in my yes. in my high school production of Narnia, my homeschool high school production of of Narnia. So That's I, I, oh, I love that. I also, if I can find the photo, I'll send it to you. It's hey, I'm wearing I'm wearing just a vest and little horns and a scarf <laughs> that someone knit me for it. It's beautiful and for pants, so but I don't know if you can see the for pants. The alternate um, where you get the chronogist of Narnia. <laughs> Oh, that will be another uh, Prince Cast September yes. Voyage of the Doctober. Oh, yes. no. oh no! Next year! <laughs> <laughs> Although, am I doing the BBC versions or am I doing the um, the Disney produced? I think eventually, I don't know if Disney produced the first one, but they did the one, yes. the Tilda Swift ones. Yes. Yes. Oh God, I'm doing both. Okay, simultaneously. Yes, that's interesting. <sighs> this is that's so. This is so. Isn't it interesting how easily I'll just buy into a bit and I'll just jump, jump, jump. I am bait. I am sucker. But I will say, Emily, what you said did actually ring true. In in a, in a rare, sincere moment. I mean, everything I say is obviously very much sincerely my thoughts. Oh, cool. But to pull slightly back from the curtain, this project actually did kind of save me from myself in a way of I hadn't recorded stuff in a while. Mm. And I was really self-conscious about producing content. So I had to almost have something that I cared so little about that it doesn't matter how it ends because it really is just a journey where now... It led me to Radio Free Multiverse and getting to know you two. Mm-hmm. It led me to the wonders of this cultural phenomenon that I wouldn't, this existential horror that I wouldn't have even surface, negative, again, negative interest, negative investment. 
not my thing. No. And now it is my thing. Yeah. So it true. So Emily, what you have said actually is true. Yeah. This is my hero's journey back into the world of broadcasting. <laughs> Forest. <laughs> As a fellow non-Twilight person beforehand, now now that you've been introduced a bit more in there, one, I'm, I'm I will ask you, sure, what are just your thoughts on what has happened so far? Like, what are you thinking about this? It, it's been interesting because it's reminded me how much I absorbed through osmosis mm-hmm. because I did have some of the arc of this first book in my head like to the point that as we were going through it i remembered something about that happens later in this book and i was like wait is that now is that coming up in this series and it is i'm so excited i still have revealed i mean i i've been on such a whirlwind of of exposition that i really am like what more can you be introducing for me in this like you know later in the series sure but what else and i will repeat it because it bears repeating I truly cannot, even like if you were to tr- to ask me at, at at what fang point to say what's going to happen in this film, where are we going to end? I can't do it because no. this film has straight, it has tr- well, oscillated between high school drama and bizarre supernatural take yeah. that it's, what is this movie? What am I watching? Why are these characters choosing to do what they do? Why was this a billion dollar franchise? How did we get to where we were starting from here? Oh. I think you'll only be asking those questions more. Yeah. You know, I, as we get into September, <laughs> n- n- new twoon. <laughs> however i settle on this oh my god i can guarantee one thing i will be dragging both of you back here once again to talk about this to be to be my guides to become to become side characters in my journey, much as I have interjected myself as a side character in all of these these wonderful Twitch streams that I'm becoming a part of and 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 such. Um, we'll be your Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Yes, the, you'll be my Anna Kendrick. Where everyone's like, "Oh, four Emily are in. The, yeah, they are in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I keep forgetting four and Emily are in this." Wow, that's great. I'm so glad. Good for them. They're getting it. Yeah, that's great. I was distracted by Missy's existential breakdown. I totally missed the Oh, thing I totally right? broke out. I just, I, I knew this podcast as an existential horror podcast of a person losing their mind within a persona they themselves have created. You can yeah. be there and say that you saw, you saw the car careening and you don't know who stepped behind it yet. And put and their hand out, but Missy. you were there, like, wow! I was there when when Missy mentally got hit by a van, but yeah, <laughs> she somehow she somehow dodged it. Who knew? Bobby Pats uh, was there. It's wild. Oh my, yeah, but I think Bob, so supposedly Bobby Pats was there, but it seems that we haven't talked about him a lot. Like I thought that was the whole point of this thing was that he was in this. It's, now this is something else. 
tell us more about Radio Free Multiverse. Yeah. Absolutely. So every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern, we do trivia from outside of time and space hosted by an evil fish and his sycophantic intern. And we do have a It's the only trivia show in any dimension Mm -hmm. where the points do matter. Losing will cost you everything. And we do promise to destroy a planet every episode. At least one planet. At least. Every episode. So now I'm going to kick you out of the door. Forrest. And Emily, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having thank us. You so much.